Welcome back to Conspiracies, Snacks, and Tinfoil Hats. <laughs> what else What's do we name? say? <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot how we started. My name's Connor Kenworthy. And I'm Avalon Gubernick. Yay, co-conspirators. And today we're going to be talking about the Roswell incident. Burr, burr, burr. Burr, burr, burr. So grab your snacks and your tinfoil hats. And we'll be with you shortly. Do do do. So, Avalon, how's life? It's I'm a- fine. I mean, it's not bad. I had two midterms this week, so that sucked. And today was hard to get up and wake up. I didn't go to class. Boo, I went to class. Wow, good job. I, like, did homework. I wasn't not productive. Oh, well, good. Did you watch that dog today? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Good, good times. Um... Yeah, life. I have to take a test tomorrow, and I'm not ready. I have to take a test tomorrow, tell my parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's we fine. love school. Oh, yay. I'm ready for summer. Same. It was, like, nice today. I know. I was walking around campus, I and I was outside. I drove with my windows down. I did, too. It made me happy. Yeah, but it was only, what, like, 41 degrees? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take what so, I can get. As long as the sun's out, we good. It's fine. Yeah. Light therapy. <laughs> Light therapy. Um, yeah. What are we doing for our snacks today? All right. So today we have a couple of snacks Yeet. because my dad sent us a huge package of a bunch of snacks of the junk and the keto variety. Um, the best snack of them all, though, is we got real moon pies. We're gonna try like them. The right brand now. moon pie, not little Debbie. So which. Also, it says the original marshmallow sandwich. You ready to try it? I'm ready to try it because okay, I'm it ready out. to see if you guys are gonna... is better. Okay, three, two, one. See, that's good. <laughs> don't talk with your mouth full. I don't care. Yeah, that one's good. I mean, it's still the chocolate still is not. I don't like waxy chocolate. Yeah, so it's it's good. It's only 110 calories. Wow. It's good. No, it's it better is. than Little Debbie. No tea, no shade at Little Debbie. But no, Little Debbie still slaps with their other stuff. They're but un- this moon pie is better. Yeah. We also Definitely. have... Connor made these little alien snacks. I need to take a picture. They're, are those chocolate or yogurt pretzels? Chocolate. White chocolate pretzels with green frosting... And like eyeballs. So they look like aliens. They're really cute. I saw it on Pinterest. I googled alien themed snacks. <laughs> you know what I've always wanted to try? Mm. Is when you're driving to California to Vegas and there's that sign for alien jerky. Have you seen those billboards? No. <gasps> there's billboards and there's like a stop where you can buy alien jerky. And I've always wanted to buy it because I don't know what Wait, that means. Where? Like, on the way to California. I'm pretty sure it's before Vegas. Maybe it's after. It's in, like, Beaver. No. Ew. Maybe. Somewhere around there. Like, the middle of nowhere. And they sell alien jerky. Oh. You should stop. Have your family stop. And bring you some. <laughs> That'll be fun. These are good. Right? They're... I love me some pretzels with chocolate on it. Right? Because it's salt. Same. Salty and, and sweet. sweet. It's like Sour Patch Kids, but... And is this can frosting? Yeah. My favorite. Ew. I love can frosting. My mom's going to slap me for saying that because she makes her own buttercream, and it's really good, but I just love can frosting. No, I'm with your mom. I legit thought about making frosting and putting green food coloring in it because I didn't want to buy... Can frosting? So it's not canned. It's like tubed. Oh, that's different. Is it? Yeah. Tube frosting is not as good as canned. 
Well, you didn't know it was tube frosting until I said you so. You said it was canned. Yeah, and you're like, mm, my favorite. I mean, it still tastes good, but it's different. This one looks like an albino grouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> I feel bad for eating him. They're good, though. Mm-hmm. Honestly, move them away from me or else I will eat all of them. I'll eat them all. I'm sticking. To- oh, really quickly. We're just going to go over what Avalon's dad slash Uncle Chico sent us. <laughs> um, I got some moon cheese. I mean, I should have used that two weeks ago, but I'm excited for that. I'm currently eating some turkey bites. I got some pork rinds and mm-hmm. some sunflower seeds. I almost forgot the name of those. <laughs> some pepperoni. And there was like a... Microwave pork rinds. Yeah, microwave pork rinds. That sounds disgusting. 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 Um, I got not stuff like that. I got Girl Scout cookies. I got Oreos. I got goldfish. I got Teddy Grahams. Abba Zabba's. What is an Abba Zabba? Oh my gosh, don't look at me like that. You've never had an Abba Zabba? No. It's like an old person's candy, but it's really good. <laughs> it's taffy with peanut butter in the middle. Ooh. It's really good. I don't know why I like it so much. My friend had them at her their house, and I ate all of them. Which friend? Frankie. Oh. He had like a bowl of candy, and there's like 20 of them in there, like mini ones. I ate them all. But yeah, there's my junk food. I don't have anything healthy because... I took all the healthy stuff. I mean... You want some pork rinds? (laughs) I'd rather eat nothing. Okay, fair. All right. Should we get started? Yeah. All right. So, today we're talking about the Roswell UFO incident. Yay. Yay. All right. I have the history. All my information was on Wikipedia... I didn't really go, like, deep diving this time, but I'm ready to fight because this is stupid. All right. <clears throat> if, and you correct me if I'm wrong because you already said my dates are wrong. So yeah. we'll see. The very first date, she's like, this is the date I have. And I was like, nope. I, like, this is what Wikipedia different... said. Okay. okay. I'll just go. Okay. June 14th, 1947, a United States Army Air Force Air Force's weather balloon crashed at a ranch near Roswell, New Mexico. William Brazel Brazel, uh, is the one that noticed the debris. Okay, so you're hopping in right where it is. So Do you have history before that? No, no, no. It's just so the dates I found was that he had seen it. This was all happening like the very beginning of July. Um, Why do I have June? I don't know. That's why I was so confused. But literally... (laughs) On, I don't know. I think I haven't read that Wikipedia page, and I didn't get June. Did I just but, write June when I meant July? No, because it was all before the fourteenth. So maybe it was just something weird. I think but that's when they launched the weather balloon. Oh, okay. I mean, that's bullcrap, but okay. No, so everything that I found was this all took place beginning. Everything that. We're talk I like we're talking about. I found that it started July first and then goes into the month of July. Okay, I mean I have a couple July dates in here, so I don't know where I got this June one, but that's what I said on Wikipedia. I just checked again. Um, yeah. So he noticed uh debris thirty miles north of Roswell, New Mexico. You said you got a bunch of different ones. Was it north? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he saw a large area of bright wreckage, which was made up of rubber strips, tin foil, tough paper, and sticks. And he collected some of these pieces of debris, and then he reported it to Sheriff Wilcox. Does everything sound right so far? Yeah. Okay, June 8th, 1947, or July, July, July 8th, 1947, the RAAF. I don't know what that means. I don't know where you got the R, but it, it was like, I wrote it. It's like American, it's like the, it's the army. Wait, where'd it go? Where did it go? Oh, 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 <laughs> Just doing some freestyling. It's Roswell Army Airfield. 
Oh, okay, the R is Roswell. Army Airfield. Okay. Uh, the public was. information officer, Walter Hout, 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 issued a press release stating that personnel from the field's 509th operations group had recovered a flying disc. Um, and this report was really long, so I'm not going to read all of it. But it kind of was just like describing what the wreckage looked like. And it said the balloon um, was 12 feet long. And the rubber was smoky gray in color and scattered over an area about 200 yards in diameter. Um, When the debris was gathered up, the tinfoil, paper, tape, and sticks made a bundle about 3 feet long and 7 or 8 inches thick. Um... In all, he estimated that it would weigh about five pounds. There was no sign of any metal in the area, which might have been used for an engine, and no sign of any propellers of any kind, although at least one paper fin had been glued onto some of the tinfoil. There were letters on some of the parts, but nothing like legible. There's a lot of scotch tape and tape with flowers on it that were used. Um, no strings or wires were found. And, yeah. That was what the report <laughs> said. So a lot of random things in the debris. Um, the military decided to conceal the true purpose of the crash device and instead said it was a weather balloon. So that's what they reported in uh, 1947. They just said it was a weather balloon. Um, and then it just kind of died down. Like, no one... They're like, okay, no one really talked about it. And then 1970s came, and the UFologists, oofologists, ufologists, <laughs> ufologists. I like ufologists. I don't know. Someone, I heard it say weird, but I like ufologists. Also, I put in parentheses, I want to major in ufology. Too bad you're graduating in a month and it's too late. <laughs> or not a month. Maybe in a I'll semester. get like an extra degree. <gasps> um, Minor in ufology. Yeah. Do you think they offer that? <laughs> yeah. Like I go to the office. Excuse me. I'd like to major in uh, ufology. <laughs> BYU, like, one of the most conservative schools. <laughs> They'd be like, you're dumb. Um. Anyway, so 1970s, these ufologists began promoting a bunch of these conspiracy theories, and they claimed that. One or maybe even more UFOs crash landed and that the aliens were captured by the military and then the military covered it up. And then um, there was like a bunch of like people published books and it was just like this whole thing that got out. Um, And then in the 1990s, the U.S. military published two reports disclosing the true nature of the crash objects. So the military says that it was a nuclear test surveillance balloon from Project Mogul. Um, Project Mogul was a top-secret project by the U.S. Army Air Forces, which involved microphones that were, like, attached to weather balloons and flown around so that they could detect sound waves generated by Soviet atomic bomb tests and this happened from 1947 to 1949 so it happened in the time frame like of when the roswell crash happened so this is the official report from the u.s army air forces which i think makes sense like i feel like it makes sense that they wouldn't come out and say that when it happened because it was a top secret mission that like involved the soviets and so they're like they didn't want to reveal that so they're just like okay we're just gonna say it was a weather balloon like i feel like that's a valid excuse um and then just one more that's literally all i have for history but i have a note oh my gosh my foot's already asleep i told you (laughs) it's not because i'm sitting on the ground even if i was sitting on a cushion it would have still fallen asleep Anyway, I wrote down this, like, phrase that they've come up with since then. It's called the Roswellian Syndrome. Um, What? Yeah, Roswellian Syndrome. In this syndrome, a myth is proposed to have five distinct stages of development. Incident, debunking, submergence, mythologizing, and reemergence in media bandwagon effect. 
So basically it's like how it's like the myth making process and like this was like the first one of its kind to kind of do that where it's like something happened and then they were like debunked it nothing's wrong and then people come in the media and they're like no it's an alien and then it's debunked again because it's not real but people just like hop on the bandwagon because it's in the media and it's like fun to talk about but in like all my research because like that's all I really have but like a lot of it was just talking about how like yeah there was these people that claimed to be witness like eyewitness accounts but they're like not reliable because eyewitness accounts are never reliable I'm in psychology they're not reliable <laughs> and like I'm a psychology major I know everything I don't but they're <laughs> not there's a reason you can't use eyewitness accounts in court because they do not you make up your own like memories aka my life um but yeah so if like one person if a ufologist like proposes that it was an alien crash landing and they have like some sort of evidence people are just gonna be like oh yeah i saw it too because they like don't they can't explain it themselves so they just like make up something to help them explain what they saw is that everything yeah. I just want to point out that I didn't interrupt you at all. I know. Thank you. I was trying really hard because I everything mean, I wasn't you really said. I not saying anything. No. Controversial. <laughs> everything that you said. Was correct. Was correct. No. Like you said it, but you made it sound like there's a lot more to it. What do you so, mean? So like everything you said like happened, but there was a lot. I will get I, into it. Yeah. I really went simple. <laughs> Because I think this is how it should be. Like, I don't think people should go crazy digging in. Like, I think it was a very simple incident and has a very simple explanation. And that's it. Like, it's not anything complicated. You are very wrong. <laughs> Let me tell you about these aliens that have visited our planet. Oh, no. And came down in Roswell, New Mexico. How many aliens? Also... What? How many? I don't know. Let's okay. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't write this down. But literally, Can you believe so. In aliens? Yes, 100%. I like, do. like little green men. Yes. What? Yeah. Nah. I do. Why? Because why not? Do you know how freaking big the universe is? <laughs> yeah, but why would they look like that? What you want them to look like? You know how we were talking about those little brainstem guys. What would, I didn't what do you say want they them to look like? That what either. do you think they look like? Us. No. Yes. No, because here's the thing: the reason that they look like that is <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they look like that. But you try to BS your way out of that. One. <laughs> they look like no, that but let me tell you about oxygen. Okay, you ready for this? You ready to be? Told that you're wrong. If you convince me, I'll be a big feat because I don't believe this one ounce. Okay, let's talk. So, July 1st, 1947. Oh, so I got all my information is from the last podcast on the left, uh, Conspiracy Theories and Wikipedia, and a website called Roswell-N... NM, <laughs> the initials for New Mexico, dot, dot gov, gov. Can I speak English? No. no. <laughs> um, so that's where I got all my stuff today. So the last podcast on the, the left was funny because they said this is probably both the sloppiest and the greatest cover up of U.S. history. It's not cover up. It is a cover up. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And so here's one thing that... Whether so, we've talked about a lot of things, and they made this comment that I thought was super interesting. So, whether or not you believe this was aliens, the government could have either used, either had aliens or used it. And they said if people believe in UFOs, then they can get away with all their secret space programs and stuff that they're working on, which this was like 10, what, 20 years before um, the. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) And so they were developing all those missile missile launches and stuff that we that we've talked about. So possibly, if but I still think it was aliens. So um, wait, so what? 
you're saying that it was just so the government so like let's say if it was this weather balloon that they said they could have used it and been like oh and kind of like let it look like a a ufo kind of thing kind of let it happen so that when they're launching other things and doing other experimental stuff they could blame it they just say it's ufos yeah just listen that's dumb you're dumb so let's talk about two that also ufo does not necessarily mean aliens no it's an unidentified flying object yes wow you're so good i've seen one let's (laughs) you've seen one but you don't believe in them let's hear that no we could talk about it later you can keep talking okay well (laughs) i'll ask for it at a certain point okay yeah so July first, radar radar activity at, in both Ro, in all of Roswell, Albuquerque, and White Sands, New Mexico, tracked a crazy UFO, not necessarily an alien spacecraft, but an unidentified flying object um, that was super agile, was flying all over the place, super fast, and they said it was unlike anything that they've ever seen before. Um, and then July 2nd at 9 p.m., there was uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dan Wilmot saw an object that they said was shaped like two inverted plates faced mouth to mouth. So mouth to mouth meaning like top to top. So it's like you take two plates. Like that. Yeah, they can't see that though. We we have a <laughs> podcast. We don't have a TV show. I put show. my hands together, but Wrong. inverted. <laughs> so, yeah, I did. The back of my hands. Yeah, yeah, but it's more mouth to mouth, so like your palms. Like oh, your, not, not the bottoms of the plates, the was, tops of the plates. I thought it was the bottoms. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, yes, thank you. Um, and then so also that day they also saw more stuff on radar, saying that things were pulsating and throbbing before this. Please don't make that face. I don't like those words. <laughs> uh, this UFO was pulsating and throbbing before streaking from one side to another before exploding. Will you? What are you laughing at? That whole sentence. <laughs> it Stop. And dropped till it exploded. <laughs> Guys, sometimes it's so frustrating. It's like having a podcast with like an eleven-year-old. Shut up. <laughs> I just feel like we take turns. Like last week, I was not having it, and now like, <laughs> you're the grumpy one. Um, so this was so all of this took place though during a thunderstorm. So like, if there oh. was something out there, what if it was struck by lightning? Bum, bum, yeah, bum. the weather balloon, and then it popped and fell. Yeah, because that would really just show exploding on a radar, just yeah. popping. Okay, so. <laughs> So I was actually wondering how like they were watching this. So I actually looked up how radar works. Do you know how radar works? No, because I'm not a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> You're so offensive. So radar, radar actually stands for ra- radio detection and ranging. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, you did? I actually okay. did. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> So it uses radio waves to see, and so it sends out radio pulses and then listens for things to, like, reflect off of objects and then bounce back. Um, And so if something's, like, detected, they can then also tell the difference away from it because of, like, by math calculations, like, it takes this long to to come back to us. Um, And so that's how that works. So it's kind of like bats using sonar. Like a um, location. Yeah, pretty much kind of like that. And so then they can also detect from like where the radio waves are coming from, the direction that it's in. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. So that's how they were watching this UFO. Bum, bum. <laughs> so let's get to my favorite person, Mac. Um, it's spelled like Brazil, but it's like Brazil. Oh, yeah, I talked about him. Yeah, I? I think so. You brought him up, but I think what you said was all oh, I said very William con- Brazel. Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just call him Brazel the whole time. Maybe like I spelled his name wrong. Um, so he is a farmhand, and him and his wife live. So they lived literally in a shack, a one-bedroom shack, with no um, running water, no electricity, nothing. It was just literally a shack that he lived in, and he was a sheep herder. Also, keep in mind that. Keep in mind where he lives, okay? He has, in a he, shack. Yes. With so he's no crazy. electricity, no no water. 
He lives with his wife, and and he's a hardworking sheep herder. So the night of the storm, they, uh, Brazil and his wife said that they had heard a sound that was much louder than thunder and more like an explosion. So like we heard that. So then there was also wait you said William Brazil yeah because I also have one about a guy named William Woody. So you combine two people. No, I didn't. It, that's what it said. Okay, well, there's a William Woody and his father. And then there were two nuns that also said that that night they saw a flaming object descending from the sky during the storm. So, like, they literally saw this thing on fire falling. Yeah. Weather balloons can catch on fire, too. I'm no, it's... Saying. They're literally. not in the same intensity. Okay, also, these people... What? Are you going to talk crap about people from yeah, New Mexico? They're probably crazy. Why? One of them lives in a shack. <laughs> uh, what about nuns? the other four? <laughs> what do you got against nuns? I don't like nuns. Yeah, not nuns, me. You. Nuns scare me. I don't One have time, anything. Me and my friends. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell the story. It fits. Well, Look, we fit it. It fits. Um, we were, so the, the, there was like a convent. I always called it a nunnery growing up because <laughs> I didn't know. That the an, proper term. Yeah. <laughs> that was next, like, in my, um, what? Yeah. yeah. Where did I live? Why okay. can't I speak English? So there was a, a convent there. And so me and my friends used to, like, drive in there just for fun. Because, like, you, it, was ne- it always just looked, like, boarded up. And, like, we never went into the convent. It was just kind of, like, they had super high walls. And it was just, like, kind of scary. It was a fun thing to do. So this one night we're like, let's go sneak in there. Um, not sneak. I don't want to make it sound like we broke into you a convent. Hold on. So we decided just to drive in and we turn on this like creepy ass music and we're like, Ooh, let's scare ourselves. And we go in there and we're all, <laughs> and we're driving, I'm driving and we go in and we're like, Ooh, look how scary the walls are. They're so high. <laughs> we're like, no one can get out. And they get in. And then there was a nun standing in the trees <laughs> and she was like looking in at the it. trees. No, like... Like amongst the yeah, trees. Yeah, amongst the trees. <laughs> and she was, like, looking at it. And I got so scared. And I, like... My friend, like, sunk to the ground. And everyone was screaming. And I whipped out of there. And we drove away really fast. And I never went back. That's why we shouldn't trust nuns when they say no, that. No, I'm not. I feel like nuns are very nice. I was You're just... You're scared of nuns, though. Just because of that experience. I wasn't expecting her to be in the trees <laughs> watching us. He was a ghost. That's what I thought. Looking back, it was not scary, but in the moment, terrifying. That does sound scary. Okay. So, William Woody and his father um, and the two nuns saw the flaming object. Okay. So, there was also another guy, and his, his name was Corporal E. Piles. He said that he saw something falling from the sky that was on fire also, but from a different location. So, there were several witnesses to this. So on July 3rd, oh, so also this is came from the last podcast on the list and I didn't know this, but they said on July 3rd, police and multiple witnesses said that they saw several flying discs over Portland, Oregon mm. at this like same Wait, time. Wait, that's far away. No, I know. But like what if the aliens were just swarming? And then also a couple hours later, they were seen in Redmond, Washington. There was another four. And then EJ Smith. Or... A meteor shower. A meteor shower? My ass. No one's going to be like, oh, look at that giant meteor coming at us. No, that's not what a meteor shower is, but they like do the same effects as a freaking UFO. How? Because they look like shooting stars. No, they don't. Yes. They saw flying discs. They didn't see flying streaks of light. I'm just saying maybe they saw a flying streak of light and then they just like fabricated the rest of it to make no. it sound cool no i disagree because so it happened over portland redmond and ej smith and his co-pilot reported five discs on their united airways flight and then afterwards they saw another four discs well then how come none of the other ones crashed because there was no doing? thunderstorm i don't know there's chilling i was focusing on roswell i wasn't looking in <laughs> we can do this next no, week if you really don't want don't care about them okay so we're back with Okay, I wrote Mac Bra- Brazil again, so you need to figure out what you're Wikipedia doing. Wikipedia says William. So maybe you just went by Mac. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because <laughs> that makes sense. Hold on, just I'm like William, Bob, I go by where, Mac. Where do people get Bob from Robert? Yeah, Bobbert. 
No. So. How do people get dick bra- from Richard? Oh my god. <laughs> you want? I can tell you how they get dick from Richard. How? <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. This episode is brought to you by Uncle Chico's. If you live in Orange County and love some good barbecue, contact Uncle Chico on Instagram at Uncle Chico's Barbecue or on Facebook with the handle Uncle Chico's Barbecue. Yeah. He does flash sales every Thursday. So if you love things such as pulled pork sandwiches, smoked chicken, smoked pork, or any kind of meat, Uncle Chico has the hookup for you. Okay, bye. So back to Brazil, he and his like helper friend named D Proctor. His helper friend? Was, I don't know. <laughs> Stagehand. <laughs> his emotional support friend. They were out with their sheep and they were trying to get the sheep to go to the water source for to like let their sheep drink, drink water. <laughs> And they were blocked on the way there by a field of debris trying to get their sheep there. Um, and the sheep would not cross this area. Wow. Don't be mean. I'm not. I said And wow. so this wreckage was so hot that it had crystallized the sand into almost a glass. Tell wow. me how a weather balloon gets that freaking hot. Because it's freaking aluminum. So if The balloon's was- not aluminum. It has like the tiniest freaking aluminum basket. Did you, do I have to read this report again? It no, had rubber. No, I'm going to get to the report. It had aluminum. I'm going to get to the report. I'm just saying, if it was struck by lightning, fire, glass. Uh, what? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> no, that makes no sense. You're wrong. and It does to a sane person. <laughs> okay, so uh, they went around the area, and Brazil said he took about a 10-feet piece of debris, and he just like threw it in his car, and he was like, cool, like I'm going to keep this. Um, and then, so later they said that D. Proctor, so he didn't die until 2006, but they were really mean about him, but they said they made a lot Why of- Why are people so mean? I don't know. And so I kind of felt bad for the dude, so I'm not going to repeat what they said, but he ultimately, like, wouldn't speak about this incident. <laughs> and, like, if it brought, like, if the Roswell thing came up, he would, like, leave the room. That's like Buzz Aldrin now. Yeah. And he punched that guy in the face. Yeah. Came out the moon so that's the thing. So he just kind of like run away. And so I'm like, then he's saying something. Is no, he afraid? he's just embarrassed because he faked it. And now people are calling him out. And so no, because like, he literally scared, isn't in the freaking rest of the thing. He literally <laughs> has this thing where he saw it. And then he just doesn't talk about anything. He's not involved in the rest of the conspiracy. Maybe he took an alien. He has a pet alien. So every time it comes up, he runs away. So he doesn't give it away. Yeah, oh, it's like E.T. I want a pet alien. I don't. E.T. is the scariest movie. Yeah, I have a friend that when would 100% agree with you. When it pops out of the closet in drag? Mm, <laughs> no. It's like, both my no. brothers on a Halloween when I was out of the country, they both showed up to my family Halloween party dressed as the kid uh, that rides the bike that has E.T. Uh-huh. in it. And they didn't talk to each other. They both <laughs> just showed up. I hate that movie. And the other... so. My brother Blake, he had a cutout of E.T., but then my other brother had a baby that was like eight months old, and so he put it in the milk crate. It was the best picture I ever received. Um, Okay, moving on. Sorry. So, yeah, Dee Proctor wouldn't talk about it, and he didn't talk about it all the way up until his death in 2000. Yes, this is the emotional support friend. So later, Brazil was drinking, and he started talking about how he was super annoyed about all this debris in the field, and they didn't have any resources. But so they were also talking about how, because he was from uh, the shack that had no, he didn't have a TV, he didn't have electricity, like he couldn't have known about anything going on in like freaking Portland or anything. So he just brought it up. And so then he, they actually convinced him to go to the sheriff and be like, yo, sheriff, I found some weird debris. And so then there were two versions, I guess. Some people say that the sheriff sent people out to go look at it right away. But the most, the actual version that people think was most likely and is more um, renowned was that the sheriff was like, I don't care. <laughs> like, literally. <Me. laughs> is he was like, and so last, they were mean about this guy too. They were like, some like hick shows up that hasn't showered in three weeks. And they were like, and so I the found sheriff. I debris, sir. And he's like, Get the F out of my yeah, literally. department. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, so so then what this is how it gets big. 
So a local radio host named Frank Joyce calls the sheriff and he's like, yo, it's been a slow ass day. I have no idea what to talk about on my radio show for news and stuff. And so um, sheriff was like, well, I just had this crazy person in here (laughs) talking about a freaking, I don't know, UFO or some wreckage in the, the fields. And they were like, cool. Um, so then he cool. ends up, so Joyce ends up calling Brazil and like, is like talking to him and, and interviewing him and Bra- he, so Joyce convinced Brazil that they should call the army airfield to report the discovery because the, the army airfield that you mentioned was the 509th division was the only nuclear armed, um, what is it? The freaking base. <laughs> It was, like, the one that, like, the bombs that went to Japan came from. Like, okay. So it was, like, a big thing. And they're like, what if this is some random freaking thing from it? So they went to the sheriff and were like, sheriff, you got to call it in. And I guess the sheriff was like, no. I, I have to call this in? <laughs> like, don't he want like to. He, gave no Fs. No, he didn't. He thought they were just crazy. Well, so, he's the smartest one in no, this No, he's not. Will you freaking just let me talk? Stop interrupting <laughs> Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> oh, how the turntables. Um, so Sheriff finally uh, calls it in, and they get Lieutenant Marcel. Marcel, sorry. I can't. How do I pronounce words? Um, and then so Lieutenant Marcel and a counterintelligence agent named, I didn't write his first name. His last name's Cavit. Cavit. Holy crap. Crevasse. <laughs> <Crabos. laughs> No, his last name's Cabot. Wow. Do I... (laughs) This is because I had the part... (laughs) What's happening is I had a lot of those, and that was the most sugar I've probably had in a long time. So my brain's like, I don't know. I'm not going to be in ketosis anymore. (laughs) So uh, Marcel and Cabot go back, and they come out to... Who are these people again? They're from the Air Force okay. or the Army Airfield. Yeah, yeah, so they go out. And so this part, I honestly couldn't tell if it was real or if this was just last podcast on the left, just making fun <laughs> of it. But they were like, so they go out. To, so Marcel and Cabot go out with Brazil to go see this wreckage. And they get out there like too late, like it's dark. So they have to stay in a shack and they eat cold beans and crackers. <laughs> I'm like, can you imagine like getting to someone's house? You're like some government agent. You're like, Got any food? And he's like, I got some cold beans and crackers. I would rather eat dirt. <laughs> cold beans? Cold beans. He doesn't have electricity. I had to eat beans for a long time. <laughs> what? I had to eat beans for a year and a half. I don't, can't imagine you had being to. cold. You, yeah. Don't care. Um, <laughs> so they actually, so they actually have a recording of their testimonies about what they saw, but it was in 1978 when they recorded it. Like, they played actual recording of it. Um, but I that scares me to play stuff like that because I don't want to get sued. And But he was said that it was ultimately super weird and then he had no idea what it was. So here's this big uppity guy, literally from ARF. AF, sorry. He's from AF. And he's like, I have Arf. no idea what this is. So here's this big wig that freaking works at some nuclear Wait, power he base. Said- he like says, he saw it. And yes, he said he's he the one. Him and Cavett are the ones okay. that went out, and he's like, "I have no idea what this is. This is weird." Okay. And so here's this big uppity guy from the freaking nuclear power base, whatever, and he's like, "I've never seen a weather balloon before." No, no, he's not no. dumb. What? Project Mogul was very no. top. Secret. Oh my gosh! Don't even freaking talk to me about Project Mogul because the, <laughs> Mogul, <laughs> because you want to know what it was? Was freaking Project Mogul didn't even begin until the 1950s, three years after False. this. No, it started in 1947. No, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. No, yes. I literally read all and about went the Wikipedia. To 1950. No, it yes. didn't. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is crap. It says it's a 1950s project. No, I will not believe it because that's just how convenient that it started in the fifties, and then they're like, "Oh, where let's did just you get your information that it Wikipedia. started." No, Wikipedia literally. No, I said, swear on my no, life. No, I'll fight you for real. I'm gonna project some. mogul. Wikipedia, a very trustworthy. Okay, carried out 1947 until early 1949. How convenient that it's like what? No, no, no. Yes. Are you saying Wikipedia is a liar? 
So uh, Marcel and Cavett ended up going, and they said they found a small like palm seeds palm site. So this isn't in that palm report. Seas. Shut up, Pisces. Me. A small palm-sized piece is very small, thin and light of aluminum-like material, um, but that it couldn't be scratched, bent, broken, or burned. They tested that? Yeah. Where? Literally right there. It literally, uh, the Conspiracy Theories podcast said that he took out a lighter and literally tried to set it on fire because he was like, what the freak is this? No, it wouldn't burn. Then how was it on fire when it crashed? I don't know. Explain that to me. That's what I'm wondering. It was the bodies burning. Um, bodies? We'll get to there. Um, and they said they found peaches that uh, pieces. Peaches. <laughs> okay, wait. I have another story. <laughs> so here I am. Peaches. Here I am. The most whitest Mormon guy that freaking <laughs> has to go to a. I, we went to a bar in Salt Lake to get food. And so it's all of us. We all get in. We're like, oh, we'll just have water and soda. And this waitress is like, okay. And then I wanted to fry. I wanted, I wanted to try the fried pickles. So I'm ordering and I go, can I get an order of the fried tickles? <laughs> and everyone started laughing at me. And the waitress was like, I hate Mormons. <laughs> and I was like, girl, same because I'm so embarrassed. I feel like you've developed like a speech impediment. Oh, I know. I, I just know. learned about language disorders really? today. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Well, most of them like happen in childhood, so. Unless you had that when you were younger. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't remember ever. You don't meet the requirements to a language disorder. You just... Suck at speaking. (laughs) Okay, fair. Uh, 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 um, If anyone can diagnose me with what I'm doing, please let me know. Also, so they found pieces that were 18 to 30 inches long, half an inch wide, and three-eighths inch thick of super light... They said it wasn't wood, but it was super light like balsa wood. So they're like, what the freak is this? And then they were like, there was also threads of wires and a seamless black box. I just thought reports that there was no threads or wires. That's not what Mar, what's his name? Marcel, Marcel and Cavett said. What if so, they were fake spies? Who, if who were fake spies? Marcel. Or So let's not believe these guys that saw it, but let's believe the freaking government that also lied to us about going to the moon. Okay. That's fine, whatever. Um, so Marcel actually like collected it all, took it back, and then he was going to take it back to base, but they got back super late. And so he, it was like 1 a.m. in the morning, and he goes in. You saw the interview with his son, where he I goes in and he's really like, watching. hey guys, come look at this. And he literally made his whole family come look at all this stuff. And so he, like the son was testifying, like it was like, it was super weird. And it was all this like stuff that couldn't be done. Um, and then a story that they told was the Marcells and the Cavits got together for their weekly bridge game. And for a while, literally Marcel and Cavett were just like bent over the stove with it on full blast, trying to like melt it and hurt it. And it was, then they were like, Oh wait, this is probably going to be top secret. We shouldn't have this. So then they went out back and like came back in without it. And we don't know where that piece is. They just like threw it into the desert, (laughs) whatever. Okay, so July 8th, the Army comes out and releases an official statement and says, we have a flying saucer in our possession. They literally... No, they didn't. Yes, they did. They used those words. The Army? Yes. So then what you... So then they come back and try to cover their tracks, and that's the report you were reading. So they come out and say, like, ultimately, we have a flying... Then they name... They're like, we have... um, Is it a saucer or a disc? Flying saucer. Flying saucer in our possession. Marcel was the one capable of finding it and brought it in. And they, like, named all these people and were, like, super weird. Um, And so then they said that they were taking the possessions, like, from their base to, like, a a more high-up base even further. So then it was so – also this statement came from the Army and not, like, some, like, local news station. Like, it literally came from, like, the commander. So then finally it started to get picked up by the news and it went viral super fast. Like it blew up. Um, and then there was a KGFL um, was like the local news station in Roswell and they were going to interview Brazil about the whole thing. But they got a call from the FCC from their um, broadcasting manager and said that KGFL would lose their broadcasting license if they aired the um, interview with Brazil and said... Ooh. 
that it was due to national security. There was another radio station that was also trying to do it, and they also got contacted and said, do not air this. It's due to national security. So they're like, why are they contacting all these new stuff? So the conspiracy then kind of gets bigger, and it starts with that there were rumors that there were bodies in the wreckage. Um, And so this starts with... No, they weren't. Listen. So Glenn Dennis, he was a young mortician at Ballard Funeral Home. He got several calls from the AF mortuary officer about the availability of small caskets. He was like, how many do you have? How big are they? Why is he asking about small caskets? Because they were crash dummies. Yeah, let's freaking bury some crash dummies. That sounds freaking amazing. So... Um, he was also talking about chemicals and procedures to like help treat bodies that had been left out to like weather exposure and like the elements and then like animals. So he was like, okay, this is all super weird. Um, and then rumors. Um, so Dennis then actually went to visit the base cause he was like, this is weird. And then he was going to visit a friend who was a nurse and he said that he found her when she came out of an examination room with a cloth over her nose and told him, get out of here, you're going to get out in a lot of, in a lot of trouble and then ran away. And then, so then an army captain saw him after that and was like, I've got to get you out of here. And so as he was being escorted out, another person stopped him and said, you didn't, you did not see anything. There was no crash here. And if you, and if you say anything, you, you could get in a lot of trouble. So who's uh-oh. saying this? This was the mortician. Yes, his name is... I thought you said dentist. Dennis. But his name is Dennis, yes. This is his, like, first-hand account. Yes. Okay. So this is what happened. Um, And so... But Dennis ended up uh, meeting back up with her on the base, like, a couple days later. Like, contacted her, and they met up. And she she told him everything, saying that she had helped two doctors who she had never seen before perform autopsies on three bodies, and they smelled awful. Um, and then there were rumors that these bodies were gray, three feet tall, the size of children, hence the children's caskets, with large heads and large eyes that were deep set and wide apart. Bum, bum, bum. So then Aliens. there was also Dr. Lejeune Foster. She was a renowned spinal cord sur- surgery, and she was also like some like agent during the World War II. She was brought in to study she was the a nervous- renowned. What did I say? You said spinal cord surgery. Surgeon, sorry. I wrote surgeon <laughs> surgery because autocorrect sucks. Um, but so I was reading that. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, so she was a surgeon, not a surgery. But so she was brought in to help study the nervous systems. Um, but then she was told that if she told anyone about what she had seen, that she would lose her medical license. And so like her whole life, she kept That's telling scary. people like. The government's trying to keep me quiet. Is that who's... So, all these, like, threats to, like, news stations and, like, to these medical people are from the government or yes. from the army? The government. Okay. Like, it comes from... So, like, the FCC is, like... They're, like, the people that, like, monitor the radio okay. and, like, that kind of thing. Um, so, he meets up with his friend. She tells him all this. I, I, I don't remember why that doctor was thrown in there. But, so, he... Her friend Dennis's friend told him all this stuff, and then they said goodbye. And then he like tried to contact her a couple of days later, and she wasn't there. Mm. He never saw her again. Did she die? He so he called and was like, "Hey, um, like where is she? What's happening?" And they told her that she was transferred. And then he got a postcard from her that was like, "Hey, like I'm overseas. I got transferred." And he was like, "Cool." And he replied, and then he got a return to sender saying, "Return to sender deceased." Oh no! Yikes! Oh. So. That's um, suspicious. Right, right. Um, I still don't think it was aliens. So many people involved in this incident were also told that their entire families would be killed if they said anything about the experience. So Sheriff Wilcox was actually one of the people that was like in charge of like issuing the threats, and he told them that. I just looked so disgusted at Avalon. <laughs> so he was actually, he actually called Dennis's dad a couple of days, like the next day after he had visited the base and was like, hey, like I had to tell the, the base wanted everything, wanted everything about your family, like the names, Dennis, everyone, like your address. And so it was like a, almost like a threat, like, hey, like they know everything about you. Don't do anything dumb or they'll kill you. 
Um, and then, so Sheriff Wilcox was super involved in like issuing kind of those threats to people. And he didn't run for sheriff again after that. And then people also say that after this whole ordeal that he was like destroyed afterwards. Like he just was not in good places. So you still like him? You want to be his friend? Yes. He's a little messed up. I, I mean, aren't we I all? I too. I think we'd be good friends. So, and then after this blew up, Colonel Blanchard through Hot, who released the first statement um, saying it was a flying saucer, had to go back and retract the statement and be like, oh, actually, it was a weather balloon and it had all this stuff and they labeled all those stuff in it. And it's like, why? So they... So Marcel takes it back to the base. They all look at the base and they're like, hmm, this is a flying disc. But no one there is like, wow, this is a weather balloon. And then it's not until it starts to get big that they're like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. It was just a weather balloon. It's okay. There's nothing there. It's fine. No, I just think since it was part of Project Mogul. I still detest that. You can disagree. But even if it wasn't, like, I'm thinking maybe they thought it. Maybe it was part of some like top secret government but here's the thing. military thing. And so when it happened, all these people kept saying it was aliens. And so they're like, whatever, they can go with that just as long as they don't know like what it really was. And then when it kind of started taking off, they're like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like now they're accusing us of hiding the aliens. So we're going to come out with the truth. But that's so dumb. Why wouldn't they just tell the truth from the beginning? Be like, because oh, they it was couldn't. A weather balloon. But I'm. They if did they say it up, was a weather balloon. Yes, they did. They, that's how they backtracked. They said we have a flying saucer. And they came back. Actually, it's just no. A weather they balloon. said a weather balloon in like pretty early on. No, and then I know. Later, they came back and said what kind of weather balloon and what it was used. That for. was like 50 years later that they came out. It was like, oh, this just happened to be part of. Project I'm just saying, Mogul. like whatever top secret thing it was a part of, they couldn't talk about it at that time. But then, of course, 50 years later, you can be like, yeah, it was part of this. But because that stuff is over, like, they had no use. Because it was, like, with the Soviets. But, like, now it doesn't matter but if that the comes entire out. The United States didn't like the Soviets anyway. So I don't know why that mattered. Because then they would know the secret plans of the No, atomic I can't. We dis- uh, let's agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so Colonel Blanchard came back and said this was a weather balloon. And then he actually, there was, on that documentary we watched, I he was like, yeah, I know, I was. So he took it to Congress and, like, showed pictures of this stuff. And they're like, here's what everything we found. So the American people, he's showing all that. But then What's-His-Face's son was one of the guys he was talking. He was like, this is not what I saw on the ground in my kitchen at 1 a.m. in the morning. Like, he's like... That like they're playing it up to cover the fact that they had alien stuff. There was a book that came out called the Roswell Report case closed, and this is where they brought up the whole project um, mogul. I keep forgetting what it's called, mogul thing, and they were talking about how like oh these dummies were freaking part of this, so they're now admitting that there were bodies there, but. The dummies used in Project Mogul were six feet tall, 170 pounds, and all the reports said that the bodies from before were three feet, and I forgot to read this part, but it said they were like 40 pounds, like they weren't big. So tell me how, tell me about that one, huh? I know, aliens. <laughs> so, uh and then also, uh, Brazil, after this whole thing was going on, he was actually kept on the AF base for a week, and he was denied phones, and he was given a rugged uh, military physical. Wait. What does that mean? <laughs> Anally probed. <laughs> <laughs> Not by aliens. The aliens were the AF. <laughs> it's <stands> for <gasps> aliens. American are aliens. Aliens are for real. For real. <laughs> <laughs> aliens are friends. Not food. They're not friends. Aliens aren't friends? Mm-mm. We don't know. I was going to go. Remember when everyone's. Uh, why can't I remember words ever when everyone wanted to swarm Area 51 and get <laughs> pet aliens? That's. I want to do that. That wasn't as big as I hoped. Yeah, it would no one be. freaking did it. I was upset. They were Boo, let's go swarm it again. <laughs> let's see. I'll go aliens. this time. I believe in aliens now, so. I don't. So, uh, so, okay, so, so, um, welcome to the So, um, so, um, podcast. (laughs) 
today That's we'll what we be talking named about it. so and we'll have a little bit of um <laughs> okay i remember so we were talking about brazil was being kept on the base um so remember how i said he lived in a shack and with no electricity and he freaking yeah, ate cold beans yeah and crackers so after this he just rolls back into town with a brand new truck and they starts his own off. business like what they paid him off i know yeah paid him off for what a weather balloon yeah oh sorry you saw a weather balloon they don't care what he saw they're just like don't talk about it anymore but even if he talks about it he's some hick from freaking new mexico that lived in a shack like obviously people you're believed like him obviously not it was the freaking high up people no i believe everything put together <laughs> mm. if you told me some hick in new mexico with no running water or electricity was like i crazy. saw no he's not crazy i think my prejudices would have done that am i admitting i'm prejudiced yes but i am <laughs> working to overcome them wow. through this and what try to believe people <laughs> so uh, 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 uh. so uh, uh, um <laughs> so okay so then that's kind of it for everything like he rolls in town with a new truck so there is just an alternate conspiracy the roswell incident was actually used to cover up a different crash that actually had aliens um but that this was 80 mi- 80 it was like 30 miles south of roswell so that there was a real crash real aliens and then they just made this makeshift thing no so then there was like if they we're going with the weather balloon theory, there was a weather balloon thing, and then like you said, they kind of like let them, it kind of like let them believe it, so that all, all the attention was on this crash in Roswell, while the government was cleaning mm. up everything down um, south of Roswell. So this was Jim Ragsdale, and he was the eyewitness to this one. He and his lover Trudy, <laughs> he called her Trudy True Love. <laughs> we're chilling in the back of his truck 30 miles away like 30 miles chilling oh, yeah they were chilling <laughs> no they were chilling buck naked in his <laughs> chilling buck naked in the back of his pickup it's quite a time they were 30 miles away from uh brazil's ranch they saw a crash come down like they saw it crash and so they went they're like let's go look at it so they go and we're like, hey, let's take some stuff. But True Love said, nah, uh. And True so, Love said, uh. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, the mil- so I guess the military showed up. They said everything was like cut off super fast. Like he yeah. couldn't go back or get anything um, after that because he called it in. And then supposedly there was five bodies there that were five feet tall, and they had silver flight suits and pale skin. So not necessarily aliens, but there were bodies. So this kind of goes along with in the documentary documentary we were watching, they were talking about how, um, like, was it Hitler or no? It was Stalin wanted to like increase fear in the United States, and so they talked about landing something like a UFO with people like dressed as aliens. So maybe this was that. That's funny. Um, to just kind of cause panic because it was after it was the whole like beginning of Cold War, all that kind of crap um so that was super weird and then this guy named ragsdale was like i actually stole some stuff and then he was talking about it in a bar and was like i actually got this from the wreckage and then his car was broken into oh. and that was taken away um so they were spying on him yes exactly so that's pretty much all i have about the conspiracies and now that we've kind of come to that conclusion i want to know what you guys think and i'm gonna let you know what i actually think right now um i don't think it was aliens (gasps) wait really no i I really thought you thought it was aliens no 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 i don't think it's aliens i do i don't think it was aliens but i do think i don't even think it was project mogul or whatever yeah but i think like they were testing something and they didn't want well that's what i was saying no yeah like well, I think I can't just... agree with you in the middle of the freaking. You did a really good job. I really thought you believed in aliens. No, well, I do believe in aliens, but I don't necessarily like. Could it be aliens? I do think there's possibilities, but so I just wanted to cover a couple things. I try. I portrayed everything that was like contributes to the conspiracy, but the conspiracies podcast actually goes through and debunks a lot of it. 
I'm all in suck this Dang week at doing it. it. I should have listened. You should have listened to them. I but was too lazy. I'm sorry. They just kind of go through and they talk about the integrity of all of this. So like Marcel was kind That's of. what like, I told you. No, I know. You can't trust it. Like I Well, like accounts. I feel like, like I think you can trust eyewitness accounts, but like they went through like the lives and there were like a lot of things that these people had like lied about and like had like embellished a lot of things throughout their lives. And so they're like, it just. Re- like hurts their reputation yeah. in a way that's like now we we don't know if we can believe them because they lied about other things and so then i'm like okay that's so there was a lot of stuff like that like that whole thing with the um the doctor the, yeah the mortician that had his friend on the base they like so again it could be part of the government cover-up but they like he like lied about her name and then they couldn't find her and then it was just like this big ordeal they were trying to figure out who this nurse was yeah and if she had been killed but they couldn't find anything so there's like no proof yeah and that's what i kept reading like in the couple websites i read about was like how easily debunkable this theory is yeah just because there's a lack of evidence like there isn't really any concrete evidence well, because like a lot of the witnesses like you can't like you said the integrity is like not there like you don't you can't trust them at the same time i feel like there's so many witnesses that like they have like their differing things but at the same time like there's so many people that were like close to it i feel like that i feel like something had to have happened and like obviously maybe. something happened and like obviously there was a something crash happened, but we don't but then it's like so but then i'm like i also think the government can lie to us so yeah i think do i necessarily think it was aliens no but like is it a possibility that i keep open yes like i think i do not think it's a possibility because i don't believe in oh i was gonna ask you UFOs. when i was <laughs> i was gonna tell you when the guy was chilling buck naked with his lover that's what i was gonna <laughs> ask you about you seeing ufos <laughs> why that part i don't know it's my favorite part i did i think i've seen a ufo but i don't believe well i guess like i believe in unidentified flying objects but i don't believe in like the flying saucers but one time elaborate so one time i was at my cousin's river house and we were it was like pretty late at night and we were playing Wait, where games is this? in arizona isn't it near the border of New Mexico? No. Oh. It's near the border of Arizona and California. Oh, dang. In this hoping. little hick town called Parker, Arizona. Wow, just like Good Roswell. Place. Good place. Um, we were playing board games outside, my cousin and a couple friends. And then all of a sudden we see like what we thought was a shooting star. But then you know how like shooting stars go and then they just go away? Yeah. Like this kept moving around. And it wasn't just like going in a straight <laughs> thing. Like it kept moving and like flashing weird colors. And so we were freaking out That's about it. That's not a shooting star. And we kept being like, oh my gosh, it's a UFO, it's the aliens. And like making fun of it. And I was like, okay, fine, I'm going to take a picture. I take a picture and the picture doesn't like develop. <gasps> like on an iPhone, like it what? didn't, it wouldn't, it was just black. But so like when I'm anything? taking the picture, like, you could see the stars and stuff, but then once I took the picture... There was no light. No. <sighs> so we're like, oh my gosh, it is aliens. You've had that experience and you don't believe? No. I'm so disappointed. Because also I was like, what? Probably like 14 or 15. So am I credible? Probably not. Except there's like, what? There was five of us and five of us saw it. And we all have the same account. But do I believe in unidentified flying objects? Of course. But do I think it was aliens? No. Okay. Because I don't believe in aliens. In I that think sense. aliens. Like we said, please share your stories. Um, if you have any conspiracies that you want us to cover. Oh, I forgot to tell you my friend sent me one. We'll talk <gasps> about it after. But we got our first request. And Ooh, so we'll look we into it. We should do it. But yeah, if you have any more requests, we are open to do it. Um, you can follow us at Snacks and Tinfoil Hats. We post a lot of fun pictures on there that have to do with what we talked about um, and behind the scenes things. Um, you can email us at cstfh at 
Oh, is it podcast? C-S-T-F-H podcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at C-S-T-F-H-P. That's it. Yay. And then uh, you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Yes. Yeah. Good job. If you have any other Please like, platforms. rate, and subscribe. Yeah. And so if we go missing within the Blame next week. the AF. Okay, bye. <laughs>